Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Last month, Twitter, actually Jack went to Twitter and announced that uh, Twitter will be establishing uh, a team, building a team in Ghana. Ghana. He released a statement. He said the choice of Ghana as a headquarter for Twitter's Africa operations is excellent news. Government and Ghanaians welcome very much this announcement and the confidence. Oh, actually, this is the Ghanaian president who announced that. So there's a partnership that's happening. And so I wanted to have on two of the biggest powerhouses that I know in Ghana. First, let me welcome my brother from another mother. He is, I guess I want to call him like the ambassador uh, to, to Ghana for, for, for all of the rest of the diaspora. We welcome <laughs> Mr. Terry Apong. He's been here before. Uh, hey, and, appreciate you. Hey, hey, hey. And, and he's currently in Ghana as well as his brother who uh, is one of the founders of the Afro Cello Festival. He was on before. He's there as well. Just picked up his new Jeep. He looks amazing. Let me welcome Mr. Abdul <laughs> Kareem Abdullah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, both of Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. Happy to be here with you. Listen, um, when the announcement happened, it was funny because literally, literally, that's one of Terry's favorite favorite words, (laughs) Ghana and Nigeria were having like a a rap battle on Twitter. And it was fun to watch uh, (laughs) because Nigeria was in their feelings because they're like, hey, we're bigger. We got more people that are younger. How did Ghana get it? And we didn't get it. We're 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 got richer people. What's happening? Why do you think Twitter picked Ghana? Uh, shout out to Abdul. They picked Ghana because, I mean, one of the major reasons was, you know, they've worked with people like Afrochella. So Abdul, I think, has a, a bird's eye view of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, um, Ghana Ghana is a, is a bustling uh, country that is doing a, a, amazing with regards to investments and in infrastructure and building a space where it's comfortable for com- companies to come in and enjoy investments. And in 20... 20- 18, sorry, in 2019, uh, Afro actually partnered with Twitter and it was their first partnership on the ground. Um, and uh, I guess Twitter, they were able to kind of get a great experience by partnering with us. They understood the ground and how things work and they wanted to, to be in that West African space. So, I mean, you know, with proximity to uh, Nigeria and, and the bustling tech industry, uh, it, was, it was a great investment opportunity for them because they saw Ghana has stable internet we have uh, a, a great workforce that is willing and open and, uh, to opportunities within the tech space. Uh, the Ghana government is investing in the Beyond the Return, which totally encourages the diaspora to come back mm-hmm. to Ghana and be able to invest in them and invest in that effort and repatriating people back to Ghana. So, I mean, there are just so many reasons why Twitter would pick Ghana. And personally, let me just full disclose, um, I'm in partnership right now with a call center in Ghana for my company, Narrative. And they have been amazing. And it's professional work ethic. Just, I just got a report from them this morning. Uh, you know, customer report. They are handling all of the business. So on narrative.com, the number at the bottom goes to a call center in Ghana. And they are just doing an incredible job. So, I, I you know, firsthand, I didn't go to Afrochella when I was there. Uh, you guys invited me. But I wanted to, to spend time in the streets with, with the people. I didn't want to do the Hollywood thing, you know, because there were a lot of people uh in that year return that were there posting on instagram and it was it was a beautiful thing to watch but to me it didn't tell the the full story of what was happening there that was you know for for the for the gram they were doing it for the gram 
And uh, there's just so many amazing, incredible, hardworking folk. Uh, and I just wanted to spend time, you know, the back market, you know, and, and hanging out, you know, with the bead lady who I've also one of your largest bead makers. I'm in partnership with her. We're about to do do some things. But I think it's it's super important that we see Ghana not from the, you know, pie in the sky, but from what's actually happening on the ground. And that's absolutely correct. I mean, I think everyone tailors the experience based on what they what they would like to enjoy. And, and I think that there are some people that go the investment route, understanding, um, feeling the pulse of the country. And there's some people that also just want to be close to something that they're familiar with. And, and I think that it's, it's amazing for for each person. Each person leads with, with, with an experience that's that's rewarding, I believe. So, yeah, I trust that. I trust that. I trust that experience that you just shared. I can't. I can't mention. Um, I can't. I don't want the 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 team to, in by any means, downplay the fact that Afrochella is mentioned in all of Twitter's uh, all of Twitter's communication about why they went to Ghana. Like, I think that that that's one of the one of the, the really important things is like being able to have like corporate partnerships that actually worked out well that had some modicum of reciprocity. Right. I think a lot of companies yeah. are trying to figure out how do I my take my big brand and be the plus one to somebody else, somebody else who yeah. actually has some cultural competency, somebody else who's already trusted, who's already in the community. I don't, I don't want to be the lead. Let me be the plus one that goes along with them to the party. I think it's also really important to understand too, that, that, you know, the year, of the return and a lot of that, that, that felt like people doing it for the gram, a lot of, you know, we saw a lot of the celebrities posting, but a lot of those celebrity folks brought with them executives with them, black um, executives, that, people who are well-placed in the companies that are that now have the ability to do mm-hmm. and make the suggestion to say, you know, I the where I have Absolutely. been, I have been Absolutely. to Accra. I did, went to yep. Accra for a year of the return. That's the only, only two spots I've been to are Cape Town and Accra. I think this works better in Ghana, right? Like, Absolutely. And to can you talk a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, not only is Ghana known for being a, having a democratic government and things like that that make it easier for the American mindset to think, oh, here's a place where I'm going to go and do business, but open Internet. Can you talk about the, that? Because I feel like that that's one of the reasons why so much of tech innovation is happening there and to why so many companies feel like, Oh, I could go there and make this work. Yeah. Um, even though right now it's funny, we're actually going through some issues with, with, with the light off, which we call Doomso in Ghana. I think for the most part, we have a very stable light source. Um, and that provides us an opportunity to kind of stay connected to the internet. And internet penetration across Africa has been growing exponentially. So, you know, everyone has a phone uh, from the highest level exec to the person who sells water on the street. Everyone has a phone and they are always connected. In fact, when it comes to fintech, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, money sharing and we are used to Cash App, Zelle here. They've been doing that through mobile money apps um, in Ghana for a very long time. Not everyone may have a credit card or debit card, but everyone has a mobile money account because they have access to their phone. So it just kind of gives uh, opportunity for businesses to be able to kind of um, piggyback on those operations to, to kind of develop if they take the chance. And to much of credit, uh, Twitter's credit, they definitely took a chance on us by, you know, by supporting us and sponsoring us in, in 2019. And 
Um, and that gave them an opportunity to work on the ground closely to, to, to in individuals within the art industry, whether it was in production, whether it was in our tech, and they got to understand what the processes are. And I think that that is an example for several companies to follow um, in order for them to understand how it is to work in the African market. That plus one that Drew's talking about, um, we're talking with Terry Apong and Abdul Karim uh, Abdullah, founder, one of the founders of Afrochella Visionary uh, Office uh, for Black Band as well. Uh, and and when when Twitter comes in with a headquarter, what does that mean for your economy, jobs? Talk about the impact on on the the average person and who will get to work there. Hello. Yeah, I mean. From, from what I know, it's it's a full suite, right? So they're rolling out, you know, across engineering. This is, is Terry talking. Is this is Terry talking. Right yeah, now. this is Terry talking. Okay. This is Terry talking. And so engineering is key. Um, you know, data sciences, right? Data collection, uh, media, right? And then general roles. Because ultimately, like, this is going to be a, he a, a the headquarters for the African continent, which is, we all know, wow. not everybody knows this, but the youngest you know, demographic on the face of this planet, right? Like you can't beat the numbers, right? You may not like the facts, but that's just what it is. And so to have a, a headquarters, you know, for Africa, you know, where what 60% of the people, a billion plus are under 35 is huge, right? And so you think about even the impact of Twitter in general, if you just Google Twitter, um, you know, TED Talk Africa, there's a very famous TED Talk, right? from a young African woman, uh, she's now in the States about how Twitter, you know, provided a voice for young Africans, right? To, to, to banter and connect. And even today, right? The youth are demanding for uh, a change. Yes, Ghana is an amazing place, but every place can improve, right? We see that even in the United States of America. So specific to open internet, uh, there's a lot that's going on. I mean, you see how even, you know, the Facebooks of the world are, coming together with the MTNs, right? Local African, well, it's a continental telco to, you know, lay more fiber optic cables, right? You also have situations where the UN has this operation 75, where they're trying to get the internet penetration to at least 75% of the continent uh, by 2030, right? And Ghana, you know, fall, we have said one thing that's also key is there's also this Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement, which is going to regulate you know, how all these 54 countries work together, right? So travel, commerce, business, right? And so the headquarters of that is also in Ghana. So naturally it makes sense, as you said, Drew, if you're gonna have a major company, global brand coming to the market, you wanna go to the seat of power, right? Where are the decisions made? And that's going to be in Accra, at least when it comes to commercial activity. Um, and so, you know, Twitter made a wise decision because you're there, right? You're at the table when these decisions are made. And, you know, it's interesting to see how uh, companies are moving, you said Cape Town, and are moving away from, you know, Europe and Africa or South Africa, right? They're moving to, I'm not saying Ghana is authentic Africa, but it's the closest thing that an American, uh, in my opinion, you know, knows about Africa. It's like Africa 101. Mm. Right. And so what you're finding in Ghana is that the ripple effect, the impact is yet to be seen. However, what it does do to your points is it, it, it signals to other like minded companies that there's something here. 
and that there's a potential home for you, right? If again, you do what they've done, work with local businesses, right? Afrochella, right? They walk you in, as you said, you know, if Twitter came to the door by themselves, they probably get into the party, but they wouldn't know where to go. Where to right? go. But yep. you come oh. with Afrochella, it's like Afrochella is saying, yo, this is my man, he's cool, right? And then it becomes a situation, yeah. Terry Pong, I, I, let me correct myself. Uh, he's the founder of Black Band, which is, you can follow on Twitter at BB and Lifestyle. And Abdul is the founder of Afrochella, which you can follow uh, at Afrochella on the Twitters. I'm sorry, Drew, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, and then it's also just good business. I mean, it's smart. If you if you take a look at population of the global population growth, 14 of the of the fastest growing populations in the world, 14 out of the 20 fastest populations, fastest growing populations in the world are on the continent of Africa. Right. So, again, if you do not have if you're a big global company and you're thinking, what's my global strategy? You probably need an Africa strategy. Right. And that's not just like, oh, I've got an Africa strategy. You need to also understand that it is a continent of a lot of countries. So. And and that con- the connection to Black America, which I think is super important, uh, because Black America drives culture globally. Yeah. There is that that you know from Nkrumah all the way through. There is that thread, and a lot of folk, you know, that that's that's the connection. Uh, talk a little bit about those of us who are listening right now who've never been to Ghana. Uh, I know Boris Boris Kojo has been a complete and total ambassador. He convinced me to go, and then I met you, Terry, and I was like, "All right, I'm going." Uh, but he has been beating this gong for a long time, and I mix in metaphors there. But tell us what we can do to participate. How can we help? What are the investment opportunities for people who are here to to connect with the continent, uh, particular in particular Ghana? Either one of you. Definitely. So yeah, I'll kick I mean, off and, oh, go ahead, Terry. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you I'll, I'll pass the, yeah, I'll pass the baton to, to Abdul because I think you know he can give you very clear examples. And I think you know, I don't, hey, fingers crossed, hopefully, it's after Chella 2021. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know, again, shameless plug, I have no idea, but hopefully, that will be a major opportunity. Uh, in terms of just some context, uh, so you know, I'm currently in Accra. Uh, and you know, what I'm seeing here on ground is, so the, the year of return kicked off what is now called beyond the return. And so within the beyond the return framework, what was discovered was that to your point, uh, Karen, a lot of people came to Ghana and had an amazing time, right? You had, you know, people like Samuel L. Jackson, Conan O'Brien, right? I mean, Con- Conan of all people came to Ghana, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You had, you know, Beyonce's mother, right? You had Shaka Zulu, right? Ludacris's manager. You had Ludacris. You had, you know, Dougie Fresh. So many people. And so what was then discovered was, okay, you, you had Jack Dorsey. Steve Harvey. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jack Dorsey, yeah. Steve. I mean, again, there's too many to name, right? And so for me, it was more so what's happening is the government said, okay, we can't make this a one-off. So how do we keep this going? And so Beyond the Return is a, is a multi-year opportunity uh, for that to happen. Unfortunately, it was supposed to kick off last year, but we all know what happened or is happening with COVID. And so within the Beyond the Return framework, you have seven different opportunities to connect, right? So if you're interested in branding, there's a whole you know opportunity to work with Ghana on branding, messaging, marketing. Uh, and for me, I'm interested mostly in the investment space. So there's also an invest in Ghana uh, platform, which allows you to interface with the different you know bodies and organizations that 
can facilitate those opportunities, be it real estate, be it, you know, finding SMEs, small, medium businesses, looking for fintech startups, and so on and so forth. But I'll let Abdul kick off or go ahead with, you know, some things to do when you're on ground. And, um, I think piggybacking of what, what Terry just said, I think there's opportunities in real estate. There's opportunity in farming. Agriculture is a big can, Wait, can we own there. property? Can we, can I go there and buy land? Can I buy Yes, land? you can. Yes, it's, there's opportunities. Because there's several countries land, that won't allow non-citizens to buy. It will be a lease. Um, this will be on a term lease, uh, but it will be opportunity for you to be able to buy the land. There's agriculture. There's opportunities to invest in agriculture, raising, you know, agriculture is one area that Ghana is moving towards kind of creating products and producing products, industrializing on the ground in mm -hmm. Ghana itself. Right. What, so what's the COVID? Because we only have two minutes left and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to know what your COVID strategy is. How how are you guys handling COVID right now? How are you personally uh, doing both of you? Well, I'm so thankful. I'm actually vaccinated. I uh, have both shots. Uh, I was a Pfizer person, uh, so I was able to get that done when I came back to the U.S. Um, but ah. Ghana was one of the first countries to shut down its borders. Uh, you couldn't leave or come into the country. So uh, it was able to kind of, uh, you know, keep the numbers uh, down for a very long time. However, in December, it opened back up. We saw a rise in it. But I think that Ghana is doing amazing. Uh, it's one of the first African countries to actually receive vaccines um, and a, a good amount of the country has received vaccines and uh, the anticipation is that more vaccines will be arriving on Ghana's shores. So uh, I, I do think that there's a lot of policies that have been in place to kind of uh, mitigate COVID vaccines and, and uh, COVID, um, you know, COVID contraction and, and ensure that people are, are remaining safe. Uh, most of the so places wait, require so, you so, to Wait, masks. so people want to get vaccinated in, in Ghana? People are getting vaccinated in Ghana. There's some resistance, but for the most part, there's been a campaign similar to what we're seeing here in the United States with celebs, um, heads of states, um, you know, uh, different politicians, uh, influencers getting vaccinated and encouraging the people on the ground to to kind of get vaccinated. We have to run, but let's stay in touch, which we will. We're going to stay in touch. You know that. Yeah. And then we're going to keep having this conversation. Let me thank both of you for being here. Terry Apong, Abdul, Abdullah, thank you so much. Thank Dr. you for Chella. having us. Yes, absolutely, Thank brothers. You. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.